This is my university learning how to learn. Hello and welcome to my episode 3, The Unthought Thought, The Unwritten Writing and The Place Where Academic Writing Begin. When it comes to writing, we usually struggle with a common question, where do I begin? And it depends on how important the writing is. We will live with this question longer than the time we actually put into writing because the beginning is really terrifying. And in our head, the thinking about writing, the thinking about working on the essay, on the assignment, on the literature review, on this case study, just floating around as a subject of fear. And we will think about it long, long time before we actually sit down to do it. And I think this universal drama of a great writer who cannot make himself or herself to sit down and write is quite universal. And I think I'm one of them. And and I, I all the time like comparison. So I was thinking about the fear to begins and the unwritten writings is somehow similar to the trouble that accumulating in our mind on the daily basis. So there's so many things come to our mind and that worry, that trouble, and we do not sit down to think about it. So it is... It can be called the unexamined thought or the unthought thought. So that is what I want to say about the unwritten writings and the unthought thought. The reason why it is so difficult is because we just think it as the subjects of fear and we never sit down and break it into small pieces and to specify them into different tasks and what to do by when. And that is about the unthought thought and the unwritten writings. Another thing I was thinking, maybe the reason why writings, academic writing is a subject of fear is because it's not just writing, but it is academic writing. So what is academic writing? Why academic writing is so difficult? and how to convene the academic audience and what are the criteria of the good quality academic writing. So let's begin by the basic. If we look into writing in this way, from a word, then to a sentence, then to a paragraph, then to an essay, and then from the essay you have the research proposal, research plan, research projects, and usually you're starting with a problem or your problem. Then you said, is this equivalent to the research question? Then who said that there was a problem? Is this a literature review? And how your problems are different from the other people's problem? Is the research context and background? And how you're going to solve your problem is about your research method. What did you find is about your finding and why what you found matter. It's about contribution to knowledge. But I'm going to break it down to starting from word or vocabulary. Uh, in academic writing, if you Google academic word list, then you can see a list that contains 
570 words that developed by Professor Cox has in the Universities of Wellington, New Zealand. And the list of 570 words, they were selected because of their frequencies in the academic context. Uh, let me give you some example of the academic words. For example, in the informal context, we say hot topic or big or good or bad. But then in the academic context, instead of saying hot topic, you say a controversial issue or big, you say measures or significant or important. For good, you say beneficial, effective. For bad, it's undesirable, ineffective. So that is with a word. So with a word, you use academic word. Then you have a sentence. And I don't have a lot to speak about a sentence. But make sure it is a full sentence and it's a correct sentence. Just a simple formula is a subject, verb, object. And... Uh, As a non-native speaker, I remember the subject, verb, objects with the sentence I love you, so I for subject, love for verb, and you for object. And then uh, after a sentence, you have a paragraph. So a paragraph is a set of sentences that putting together to express one main idea. And within one paragraph, you have the The beginning of the paragraph is a topic sentence. Then you have supporting sentence. Then you have concluding sentence. With the topic sentence, there's a topic and controlling idea. With the supporting sentence, you explain the topic sentence. And then in the concluding sentence, you restate the topic sentence using different words. Let me give you an example. For example, I say... Cars are the love of my life. So the topic is cars. And the controlling idea is the love of my life. And with the supporting sentences, because they are sentences, so there are more than one sentence. And you will explain more about cars at the love of your life. Maybe you will give out a couple of the reason why so. And then the concluding sentence, you say something like, in conclusion, the love of my life is nothing but cars. So that is what I want to say about paragraph. You To express one idea, you have the topic sentence, that include topic and controlling idea. Then you will explain the topic sentence using supporting sentences and you finish by restating your main idea in the concluding sentence then essay so a numbers of at least three paragraphs putting together will be the essay then with the academic essay you got the title you got the introduction you got the body conclusions and references so the title is the title is like Similar to the window shopping, you can see what is inside. So this is a short summarize of the main point. For example, the title of the essay is Differences Between Social Class in the UK and in China. So with the title and you understand that they're going to speak about social classes in the UK and in China. And they're going to do the comparison. 
The introduction is like, how do you do? So they're going to touch on the key point in the title. Social class, UK, China. And the body is the further explanation for the main point stating in the introduction. It's like knowing me, knowing you. For example, they're going to compare about the social classes in the UK and China in terms of first histories, second cultures and third political system. And then you got the conclusion, you restate wrapping up what you have mentioned, have what you have discussed in the previous paragraph. And you got the reference. Reference is a list of who said what in where and when or different sources that you use in your essay to support your argument. And the referencing is, is very important. You just remember the referencing is like standing on the soldier, soldier of the giant. You build a new idea from the old idea. And usually these ideas or these data, they are the logical data or the empirical data. You need to reference them. So, for example, statistic quotation facts are the results of the other people's research. And it's not just about the authenticity of the source, the respect for the author, but it also will have your argument well support. And the key is to convince your reader. So, for example, you want to say that there's a lot of Chinese students in the UK and you write a sentence like the numbers of Chinese students far exceed any other nationalities almost one-third of non-EU students in the UK is from China and if you walk away from this sentence who will trust you? To make people trust you you need to back up the information with reference that's what make your sentence your information creditable for example, you can start the sentence by according to the UK Council for International Student Affairs 2019 and then the rest of your sentence. And also, if you just copy, paste and walk away, it is considered to be academically illegal or plagiarism. So don't do it. And the next thing I want to mention here is how to use the ideas of other in your writing. So it's a sequence of tasks. First, you search for the article from Google Scholar or your university library online database. And then you're doing some research to know who are the key author in your area, in your topic, or who are the big fish in the sea. And when you read the article, ask yourself four questions. What is this article about? And what good about it? What bad about it? If you use this article for your paper, why do I use it? And when you search for the data or the evidence to support your argument, avoid the non-factual evidence. Just use the logical and empirical evidence. So that is what I want to say about the sequence from a word to a sentence to a paragraph to an essay and then the issues of referencing and using the ideas of other people in your writing.
And of course, there's a pre-writing question. There's some question to bear in mind before you actually do the writing. And let me reference the great reader, the great leader of Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, and his advice on writing. So he just suggests to writer that all the writers should consider four key questions before writing. The first one is write for what, then what to write, and write to whom, and how to write. So in, in his advice, Ho Chi Minh located the writer in the circles of writing purpose, writing content, audiences, and writing style. And the the level of readability is also very important. If we bear in mind the question, what makes a text readable? Or is it easy to read if I write that way? Then we will be very reader-oriented or audience-oriented. And in 1953, there's a research in America about the factors that influence the readability of the text. William Grace and Bernice Larry conducted the study on what influenced the readability of the text and they got the they identify a different sets of factor, including the first factor is the nature of the information, the second is the talent of the writer, third is the feeling of the reader. And another set of factors, according to Gray and Raleigh, is about the technique, the writing technique of the writers, the choice of the word, the use of the sentences, and important, very important, is the capacity to connect to the reader. If the writer uses a sentence that are reader-oriented, Something like, if you have an opportunity to do this, then it will connect to the reader better. So that is all for the episode today, and I hope you find something new and useful in it. Goodbye for now.